0: what would you say if you knew that if you got struck by lightning you would intensify all of your psychic powers to your highest human self like that would you say yes
1: or no so i survive yeah yeah i'll do it Welcome to another episode of The Orphic. My name is Alyssa. I'm an astrophysicist. I have my PhD and I am keen on understanding the consciousness of the universe and the consciousness of astrophysics. Essentially, all celestial bodies have souls. I'm actually going to talk about that today, which I'm excited about, <laughs> but the the universe is very much alive and conscious and so what I want to do is understand how that works and how we can expand the current astrophysics to basically encompass all of spirituality. And uh, science and spirit are not separate at all, not even the slightest. So it's kind of funny that people think that they are because they're not. So I want to explore that in a astrophysical realm. So follow me on Instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics. Thanks. Hi. Hey, I'm Michaela with Mariposa
0: Moonchild on Instagram. So please call me th- or please follow me there. <laughs> please, please call me there. <laughs> call her too. Oh, this is funny. I think it's like maybe like an overtiredness today, you know, when you're just like overtired. So you're yeah, just a little yeah. like delusional. And- I have a
1: little bit of that Delulu energy going on today too the lulu yeah DeLulu. so maybe something that's what the, the tiktokers air, but... are, are calling it the lulu the lulu <laughs> I, I like it of
0: that anyways if you want to call me go ahead or follow me on instagram <laughs> um i do empathic energy medicine and shadow alchemy over there so um part of my mission and part of my work is to be part of the ripple effect of healing across the planet as we raise our consciousness I believe we're moving into a new paradigm, a new era, uh, a higher frequency of Mother Earth. And in order to do that, there's some healing to do with the earth, with the land, with the animals and with ourselves. And the first step is taking that initiative to do the inner work. And so that's what I do through my shadow alchemy. And Um, the energetics through the empathic energy medicine so check out my page if you want to work with me I'm taking on -on one-on-one mentorships right now I have a few spots opening open for that so if you're interested and feel resonant with that just yeah check out my page and send me a message
1: nice I figured I, I forgot to also mention that I will be starting services psychic services soon probably most likely under the category of like intuitive guidance things like that so just keep an ear out for that i'll not starting exactly yet but i want to mention that so cool. let's uh, yeah uh, all right so, all right let's ground in oh yeah
0: right also <laughs> alyssa and i have not recorded for a very long time <laughs> just the way <laughs> it's worked lot. out all
1: right little everyone little i'm gonna rusty. light
0: my Palo Santo, and I'd like you to receive that however you would like to. I personally am going to close my eyes, and yeah, same Okay, let's take a couple of deep cleansing breaths. Let's breathe that Palo Santo deep into your body, deep into your heart, big breath in. Filling your lungs all the way to the top and pausing here. When you're ready, opening your mouth, laying out a sigh, letting it go. (sighs) Another big breath in. Filling your lungs all the way to the top. Pausing here, feeling your heart beating, feeling the blood running through your veins. And let it go. <sighs> releasing anything that feels heavy, anything that may be weighing you down, releasing it with the breath. One more big breath in. Filling your lungs. Pausing. Pausing feeling into your heart and letting it go release gently bring yourself back
1: into this space That was nice and necessary for me because I've definitely not been doing much deep meditation lately <laughs> or just like you too, right? We we're both a little like nervous system dysregulated of late, but I feel like that's like a, I was just going to blame it on summer. Oh, it's a summer thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's been a
0: lot lately. I yeah have meditated a bit today, but up until that point, I haven't been, I hadn't been doing my practice at all. Mm-hmm. And... I can definitely feel it. Like yesterday, my power went out. My phone broke, like Mm -hmm. completely broke, completely unusable, like completely black screen. Um, And there's like a thunderstorm and all this stuff. I just found it interesting because someone said to me like, oh, it feels like you're like affecting the electricity.
1: And she's
0: like, do you feel frazzled? I'm like, yeah, I feel very frazzled. And then yeah. we were like, and then we we're in a thunderstorm too. And it was like lightning and like, okay, I don't want to like perpetuate fear because this is my own thing, but I'm kind of afraid of lightning. Oh and my God,
1: dude, we had the craziest storm. Sorry, not to like override your storm story, whatever. but I didn't even <laughs> do, do, like, no, <laughs> we like a few weeks ago, we had the craziest storm. The sky looked like. strobe light like it was just the craziest like constant 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 lightning and it just reminded me of that i don't think i told you about that but um all to say i agree with you lightning is scary as fuck yeah, like, but I never used to feel like that. Like, I personally actually really love
0: storms. Like, growing up in Alberta, we would get really crazy storms, like really loud, really? like thunder and lightning and big storms. Because, like, you know, out on the plains is kind of where tornadoes and stuff can yeah. happen. And I would love a good summer storm, like just hot day and this mm-hmm. like scary black storm yeah. rolls in. And We don't really get those the storms like that out here. So it's like kind of weird. It's thunderstormed two days in a row out here, yeah. but the rain is really good. But the being afraid of lightning thing has been something that's been new to me in the last couple of years. And mm. I almost don't even really want to speak to it because I don't want to like Create. manifest it or like speak yeah. about it. So I'm going to cancel clear, but yeah. I don't know. I, in the last couple of years, it's almost like I have this weird premonition that I'm like gonna get hit by it or something mm-hmm. like okay yeah. cancel clear because it's not a premonition but like yeah. i don't know it's like and i don't know if it's because i've become more, more sensitive but it's like i can feel it in the air like i can feel it and i'm just like i don't know like it just mm-hmm. like kind of freaks me yeah. out because then, then i'm like am i this like person where it's gonna like it's gonna like zap me or something and then all of a sudden i'm like i'm like maxed out my spiritual powers and it like came to me this way. But in order for that to happen, I had to get like struck by the lightning or because I have some kind of magnetic force that like attracts it. Cancel clear. So it's not going to happen, but I've never felt like this when I was younger. It's only been a thing that's happened in the last couple of years. And now it's like, if it's lightning, like I stay, I stay, I I like to watch it, but I stay in my house and like, Mm.
1: I'm, I'm not going under any trees. I'm not doing anything (laughs) silly. I feel like, I feel like it's a sensitivity thing I feel like uh your sensitivity has raised and there's so much with the weather and I I've talked about this before on episodes like the the weather and especially just with the like just physically with the ions and what's in the air like it makes complete sense that we would have these like reactions or that there could be this extreme sensitivity to things like that especially if you're so like intuitive and and, like and i don't know like actually i don't really know the science that much of the science of like what happens when it's lightning and but i imagine the air is supercharged and it's like
0: oh well it would be because i mean it's straight electricity but the uh, and like i also live on a mountain um and like lightning has started fires around us like in the last couple of days too so because right now like for anyone that doesn't know i have i'm out in bc canada and the fires the wildfires are pretty bad right now i mean again cancel clear not feeding into that narrative but
1: yeah it's it's been interesting (sighs) they're definitely there and they're definitely like actively destroying things so which is true like, you know. we left
0: for a couple of days and we're home again now, but we're on evacuation alert. And two years ago, a, a f- wildfire came through and Bryce and I were evacuated for two months. And it, like, took out a pretty large portion of our community, like yeah. at least 80 homes. Three of our neighbors' homes were yeah. gone, burnt to the ground. And our shed in our backyard burnt to the ground. But there was, like... It was so interesting because in our backyard, there was like this almost like, it wasn't even almost this like clean cut line of where the grass had burned and it was just dead grass that was burnt and black. And on the other side of that line, the grass was super bright green and lush. And it was just like a line. I think it had maybe been, my guess is like from a hose that had been placed there by the firefighters Uh. or whatever. And like kind of the hose held in the water on one side and then it had burnt up and like it burnt our shed and up into that point. Um, But crazy. So yeah, I've lived through this before. So the fact that it's like around our community again is like, it's been a little unnerving. I feel a lot grounded and a lot better today and I actually feel pretty safe now. But Mm -hmm. um, a few nights ago, the wind there's flying embers going across the lake and the winds were pretty high and we started to see the glow come over the mountain and
1: yeah it's a lot yeah no and especially like when that's happened like literally the house across from you burned down burned down two years three ago. of them
0: across from us yeah yeah right so
1: yeah. um but i mean
0: actually you have two things to say on that back to the lightning thing i wanted to say though like okay because like A person getting hit by lightning, like the chances of it, I think are really, really slim. Like, I don't know what it is, but if you look it up, I think it's like, it's really, really slim. But then Mm. what I find so interesting is some people are like more like susceptible to get hit by lightning than others. And some
1: people get hit multiple times. And it's like, is there a reason that they're more susceptible? I don't know. And, then, and so that leads me,
0: and so my thought leads me to believe it has to be something with the magnetic field of their body oh, or their aura. Oh. And then that's where oh. I get like overthinking about it. I'm like, what's in my aura? Don't come near me. <laughs> like, like we were, we walked Osa yesterday and it started pouring rain, pouring rain. And we're in the pouring rain, which I didn't mind. Um, But then it starts like thundering and like lightning. Well, because like, you mean thunder is lightning. And yeah. then I'm just like, oh, shit. And then like I have these intrusive thoughts and I'm like, no, no, no. Like trying to push the thoughts away, but I have the intrusive thoughts. So I'm like, I'm like, aura of rubber, aura of rubber, aura of rub- rubber, like yeah. running back to the car. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Yo, like <that's-> I'm fine. <laughs> obviously, I'm powerful. But
1: yeah. <laughs> that's really crazy, though, that about like the people that are more susceptible to lightning and how it, it probably – I don't know like if it's like a soul contract or that combined with something in their magnetic field but like that would make sense I guess I, I don't know
0: cuz there's some people that have been hit by lightning like 10 times in their life it like it what? like <laughs> seeks them out it like knows what? but then I think yeah I know it's like see it's scary
1: Okay, we're not perpetuating fear. It's not scary, but like I mean, listen, I'm sure that everyone has like a little bit of a fear of getting struck by lightning. So it's fine.
0: I didn't when I was a child. It was only like <laughs> the last like couple years that I like I don't know. And I'm not really like that. Like I don't really have fear. Like I don't I'm not really afraid of like I don't know. It's like some people are like really afraid of like bears and wildlife and like out hiking and like I'm not afraid of the, like, those types of things and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I don't yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But then but then for when it ta- when it happens over and over for somebody, I think it's also this thing of like, once it's happened once, I think maybe they're even more susceptible to it because there's some type of like electrical charge, like in their body yeah. or something. But I'm just like, could you imagine being Ugh. on this earth and you get struck by lightning <sighs> 10 times, not even once? <gasps> Fuck, <be> that. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck <laughs> that. That's not, no, thank you. No, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> But then but then again what would what would you say if you knew that if you got struck by lightning you would intensify all of your psychic powers to your highest human self like that would you say yes or no so I survive Yeah Yeah I'll do it
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. So I don't so don't even think I would <laughs> fuck that, I don't, know. Fuck
0: I, don't that. Know. I don't think I would do it And then you're just like for the rest of your life someone turns on the microwave and you're like <laughs> like fuck <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, and then and then this is also just like Mother Earth. She's powerful. How does lightning? What is lightning? How does that even exist? Like, what is that? (laughs)
1: Good question. Uh, (laughs) What is it? It's just it's it's also just like rapid rapid pressure changes causing rapid electric clashes. Okay, science girl. I don't know. That was my guess,
0: honestly. <laughs> no, you would know. I, I, I have no idea. Like, it's always some type of electrical guess. something in the air. Yeah. But that's also an interesting thing, too. Isn't it crazy how, like, again, we're like these humans, whatever that means. I've been thinking about that lately, too. Like, been really tapping into my my soul and my consciousness. This was kind of like something I was thinking about the other day when I went to bed. When I, I was thinking about how, when I was young, I. I don't know, I don't even know how to put it into words, but I, like, really felt into my soul and my consciousness before, you know, you get all the programming the conditioning. Because I remember being really young, like, really young child, like, maybe five, six years old. And I remember just, like, laying down and closing my eyes and putting my hands like this and kind of just going into the vastness of, like, the womb, let's call it, like, the blackness. Mm -hmm. And I would really kind of, I don't want to say fuck myself up, but I would really get my mind going where I'm just, like, who am I? Who mm. am I? And I would keep going. And then, like, I don't know, like, have you ever done that before? I don't know how to explain it yeah. or like put it into words, but all of a sudden, everything around you becomes really weird. You're like,
1: how you is know, this consciousness existing in this body right now? Like, do you know what I mean? I 100% know what you mean. And it's funny because the podcast that I just did, um, that was out last week that was out last week we kind of talked about that um or talked about like having those like weird existential moments like in childhood and I very specifically remember these like few nights where for me it was more about like what happens when we die or more about like the concept of like nothing existing after you die and I feel like this is probably like a you know like a catalyst i mean this was when i was pretty young though like before a spiritual awakening but obviously it was like some important step you know for me to like learn that that you don't truly die but like yeah having those like really extreme thoughts of like um it would be like the like what would what would it even be like for nothing to exist or like oh me to stop existing after this And I would like zone out and like stare at one thing in my room when I must have been like 10 or 12 or something. And I would like zone out one thing in my room and I would like freak the fuck out. (laughs) And it sounds like kind of similar to that. Yeah. I think a lot of people have that. I think it was like your coming to consciousness moment. Yeah.
0: Cause I would like, yeah, like kind of stare at something too or just like zone out, like depending what it was and just like go deep into thought. And then you're just like, but it's weird because you almost like, Separate yourself, or not even separate, but individualize yourself as just like your pure consciousness in that moment, like separate from your body and everything mm-hmm. else. And you're just like, Yeah, yeah, what is this? Because you are just in this experience right now. And because of our amnesia, mm-hmm. we can only relate to our experience right now. But like, I've, and I've even had those thoughts recently too, like having a conversation with Bryce, or as recently with my mom and sister. And I'm like, everything is from my perspective and how I see it. And I can only see it through my eyes. Like I can't even see what myself looks like besides looking yeah. in a mirror, which isn't the same. And I'm like, but they're having the same experiences in their body. And like, why am I not having the experience in their body or simultaneously like experience yeah. it at all? Or why am I in this body and not that body? And it's like just weird how we're all having these experience, like our consciousness are having these experiences in these different ways it's just weird because I just yeah. like I'm
1: just like why am I me and I'm not my sister you know mm-hmm. mm, that's a good that's a good question or like I don't think I don't think I've ever thought of it that way or like yeah like individualizing consciousness in in that way of like whoa my sister's there and I'm here but like I can only be inside of me yeah and she can only be inside of her brain so it's like oh it's so weird or even
0: with Bryce um, because it's just like we have a really high level of comfortability, I'd say. And it's like I just feel like my life is so entangled with him. Like this is our life and it just feels like it's my life. But then I'm like – but through his lens, it's his life. And it's like – and he's mm-hmm. seeing me through his eyes and it's completely different. Like he has his own thoughts yeah. and it's not – even though I create my reality is my reality and he fits into it here. But his is being projected a different way and it's just – I don't know. It's crazy. It's yeah, really has Yeah, I thinking. also too
1: think about how like – We I don't know if like we will ever like truly understand like what it was like to be a different person incarnated on a different planet or something like that. You know, it's like because there is such a veil of forgetfulness here that like I don't know the extent of realization that you can actually like remove yourself from this reality because I think that we think that we can and we can know that we resonate with other beings or like resonate with like being other things but there's still like we are still like the silver cord is attached like we're still incarnated so long as we're alive and I I think that there's a certain extent that you never really get separated from this illusion in a way uh i don't know i just have thought about that too like while we're in this earth container um yeah it's like what you were saying like we're only experiencing like what it's like to be us yeah i don't even really know where i was going with that
0: but (laughs) deep yeah deep
1: so what's up with you (laughs) so what's up (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, this is our first time recording again since we were recording in person when I was over there. It's been a long time. I know, it's been about a month. I sound (laughs) a lot better and should be
0: minimal to no coughing.
1: Less coughing today, so that's good. But, yeah, it's been... um, it's been nice I do like really miss Banff and that area and so yeah like for for today I want to talk a bit about my um my time in Canada and especially my time at the ranch and kind of what I really what I felt from there but yeah like Banff was just so amazing and it is an energetic vortex of sorts uh which would mean that the ley lines of the earth the I don't know how much we've like talked about this and the earth and the grid lines and the ley lines but essentially I guess the way that I understand it is that I think this kind of has to do with some other I don't know now I'm, now I'm just like doing that thing where I just get into like a spiral of all the thoughts about how the how earth is not symmetrical or I don't think uh, I, I'm trying to understand the energetics of the and energetics and like the science of the interior of, of the earth. And um yeah, because like there are chakras that the earth has and there's motion of energy. And as a result, there's like intersection points, like just how chakras in a way kind of like, I don't know, or the, the these like there's these energetic lines that like weave in and out and create these amplified regions of of energy on earth and many people might know that Sedona is a pretty popular um, or well-known energy vortex which I would say a vortex kind of just maybe is like an amplifier of energy in certain regions and anyway I mean yeah just kind of like some of the background info for like why energetic vortexes would exist is because of like the earth has an energetic circuitry just like we do, like there's there's some circuitry of the way the energy is flowing within planets. Oh, that's interesting because I want to talk about planets today too. So anyway, there's um there's an energetic vortex in Banff, and you can so feel it, and it feels like the mountains are like protecting you and watching over you, and they're just. They're just there. And I sort. I also sort of had like a bunch of downloads about mountains and like me. And so I was there with my sister and brother-in-law, Jackie and Brandon. And they're both, um, you know, super spiritual and love talking about all this stuff too. And so it's kind of fun because while I'm, you know, I'm around people that I'll like have a download and we can like talk it out. And I'll be like, so I remember like being like, I wonder like what the consciousness of mountains are. And then I was almost having this feeling like there is some... I don't want to say the word hierarchy because it's not better. But then I was thinking about like the consciousness of the, of different land masses and everything and just different. Yeah. Like literally nature and just land. And I was like wondering if there's something to elevation such that like land masses, like obviously there's a different consciousness to like a mountain versus like a valley. Like there has to be Mm -hmm. also the physics around there. The Like, I don't know. And I was almost getting this feeling like um, natural areas that are like elevated are like protectors of the land below it. Like because it it felt like the Mm -hmm. mountains were like overseeing the land below. And so I felt like, oh, maybe like the higher in elevation, it's kind of like this ecosystem such that these higher elevation lands are like the protectors because they literally are like they're surveying the land below them like they are i feel that yeah what do i do you mean think? also um don't forget that
0: the mountains like supply the water to the valley and everything oh, below shit, i didn't even think about that
1: yeah yeah because
0: every spring well there's glaciers around there but then they're you know like it snows and every spring the the uh water on top of the mountains melt or the snow melts and it feeds all of the streams and waterfalls all the way down into the valley, into the rivers and into the lakes. And then that, I mean, yeah, like that's where right. that's where pretty much all of our water is like coming from mm-hmm. because it, then if you go past Banff a little bit, I don't know if you guys, you guys would have drove through it, but I don't know if you want to seen it. There's in Canada, there's the continental, divide which is really interesting because the continental divide is in the mountains and where the continental divide is all for at that point if you um drop a glass of water some of it goes out to the west and the rest of it goes out to the east so that's the divide where the water flowing to the east after that all goes to the east all the way across the country to the east And the water to the west goes all the way across the country to the west, to both, to the both oceans. And the continental divide is in BC somewhere at the top of the mountains because it goes down the mountains and flows out.
1: So splitting, it's like the node, like a, like a node point. Yeah, because then it's like the mountain, like then there's like the peaks of the mountain, which yeah is where is where things separate in a way and yeah it's just super interesting i was i was just having all of these thoughts about the significant of the significance of elevation uh for nature and and kind of what it means mainly in the relationship from like like between different you know different things like how how each piece of like nature interacts like what what their purpose is with each other and So, yeah, so Banff is um, it's so magical and so beautiful. And I just I remember like the first night that I was there, I sat on um, like kind of went out later at night and the sun set at 10 when I was there. And it was like amazing. And so I would kind of go out after my sister, put the kids to bed and everything. And the first night I was sitting by the river and it was like the sun started coming out a little bit so it started to get a bit green and then I started seeing like the pretty blue color of that river that runs through Banff and I was just like oh my god like I don't know if anything gets better than this and I think I really hit like a bliss frequency moment which was really nice and um you know another thing that kind of had occurred to me in the time that I was there was that um, like me being in that vortex of beauty... Uh, And sharing that beauty like with the people around me that are genuine people in my life that won't be that won't be envious. And this is actually like a really important topic because there's Mm -hmm. such thing as like sharing like the beauty that you're seeing or sharing your beauty of your own life with other people and it not being met with um, pure like pure genuine like joy for you and for, you know, whatever it is. And and I just feel like that happens a lot with like vacations or when you're somewhere beautiful yeah. and sure And I remember once, like I think maybe like some old temporary roommate I had said something about how like and her her therapist said something about how she's not trying to say like like it's low vibrational to say like I'm jealous of like if you you know. I mean I don't know maybe it is lower maybe it is maybe it isn't but she was she was saying that she's trying to not say like oh I'm jealous of like oh if you're if you're at this place or if it's like so pretty because um Mm. you can also be it's it's about like appreciating beauty from afar without you needing to experience it necessarily and I just felt like um I like, so I was sending, you know, Snapchats to like my cousins or like my cousin group chat or stuff like this and showing them the beauty every time I would go and sit. And I felt like they were being uplifted from it too, you know. And I and I feel I just feel like it was cool that like me being at this beautiful place, it was uplifting me. And then I was able to share it with people in my life that I love, and they were able to like genuinely appreciate the beauty through me, and not be like, oh, like I wish you know, like not have like a kind of like a visceral negative like jealousy reaction of it. Just just actually being able to say like, wow, that's beautiful, and appreciating it through this green through me and I just kind of it was like this new realization of kind of like a ripple effect of sorts through that like me being at this beautiful place was uplifting other people by by sharing it and by sharing my experience there um so that was cool and it was just yeah it was so beautiful was there something else I was gonna say about that yeah
0: I mean Banff is Banff is really cool. It's ever since I was young, I was very fortunate enough to go like camping there mm-hmm. and spend time there when I was a child too and it's
1: always been one of my favorite places. It's very cool. It's just very like I really like the town of Banff itself and Canmore. But it's it. Uh, yeah. There really is something very magical about it, and we kept on joking because, like, I kept on saying how I want to go back there, how I want to like come back, and then my sister Jackie would always would. It just became this running joke, like, "Oh, it'll be so much better, Alyssa, when you come back." Instead of now, <laughs> we kept on making this joke about how like I'm here now, like we appreciate it now. But then, I mean, that's a good. That is a good point. I know. I know. But I don't know if I was like picking up on a future timeline or something, but I was just, oh, because I want to come back in the winter too. And so I like, so so then like, then after that, like every, every other place we went, Jackie would be like, it'll be so much better in the winter. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And too bad you don't ski or snowboard. uh, Yeah, I don't. So I would just look at the views. (laughs) I would just look at the mountains don't do the winter sports but um what was it oh yeah and we went swimming in lake louise so lake louise is very cold and Mm -hmm. we glacial lake glacial lakes we went swimming i i went in for like one second and came out but it was worth it and it felt you only went in for one
0: second yeah
1: (laughs) you just like dunked yourself and got out yeah (laughs)
0: oh but, i was hoping you were gonna like you know like breathe through for like 30 seconds I, or something you know i actually, that's what i thought you did to be honest <laughs> you're like lame. i feel duped
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what like i i thought that it was uh I I, like as soon as I got in there you could just like feel the effects like on your chest and I think I like or you know in your lungs and I've never been in that cold water I've never done like an ice like a true like ice bath plunge or something ice bath I guess whatever you would say yeah and um So there was, and then people were also like kind of smack talking, like jumping in or I don't know, you know, people like, people like, oh, it's like too, oh, or I think maybe I heard somewhere through, through the grapevine, like, oh, like you all, it's like, you know, it's dangerous if you stay in there too long, which like, obviously I'm sure I guess it is. But so I sort of freaked out. That's what happened. And I knew, I Mm. mean, I knew I wasn't going to like go swimming in there and hang out. I knew I was going to more or less go in and out. But when I got in and like the water was so cold and I started feeling like it in my chest, I was like, oh my God, am I going to (laughs) die? And I just got out and I wasn't going to die. But then.
0: No, I mean, there's not like icebergs floating in there. You would have been fine. Um, But it's your, it's your breathing. You have to learn how to breathe to regulate your body, and I learned this with Bryce and I. We started like kind of following Wim Hof. Yeah, Check yeah. him out if anyone doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. And I learned breathing exercises and breath work. F- through him that yeah. i would do when i was like in cold water that helped like because at first because it is it's super fucking cold like for sure it's very cold so your body goes into shock that's the first yes. reaction it does yes. and that's where it feels like in your chest you're like yes yeah. <laughs> and you like can't handle it We're like, am i gonna die but then if you like do the breathing exercise and just like <sighs> that's what it was you tell your body that it's safe and your body calms down and then you're actually able to like to sit in it so
1: after i did mine then like my brother-in-law did it and then Jackie did it and also so there were some people around uh around us that were doing it Yeah. and um they all went in for longer and so it was like I was like already done and I was kind of like already over it I was like all right checked it off like yeah. I did it I jumped in and yeah. then they did it and they were all going in for longer also my sister's pregnant and uh she at first wasn't going to do it but then she then she ended up deciding to do it and they were in for not that long but still like a bit long Uh, Like a few minutes at least, and oh wow,
0: that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, like at least at least like one to one to four minutes. I don't know. I think that's very good. Yeah, and so other people were doing it, and I was like, I thought I was gonna die if I did that. I mean, not like again a little bit, but not really. But yes, it is that feeling that when you jump in and you're like, (gasps) and just like a yeah, you've never felt it. So, and it's not just the breathing; it's also the. I mean, I guess. The temp, obviously, because of the temperature. So there's like the other body effect, whatever it feels like with, with the temperature and kind of the numbness or whatever. So yeah,
0: your body. Yeah, your like, skin will kind of go yeah. numb a little bit,
1: but right. like it'll, it'll come back. Yeah, but it was worth it. And I like to think that I had some kind of timeline jump. <laughs> it was worth it. My one second was <laughs> worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. I don't know what was worth it but it was worth it. He <laughs> did it. So I was just proud. I was like done. Got the and, and and like Lake Louise itself. I don't know, my brother-in-law read this whole thing. He finds Brandon. He was on an episode of the podcast. He finds, Mm -hmm. like, all of these, the spiritual uh, rabbit holes that he goes down and the the reading material that he finds is so interesting. Like, he's just a seeker Mm -hmm. and he finds, like, all Mm -hmm. these super interesting texts and books of these people that, like, write all this spiritual channeled, like, lore of these things. And he had this whole thing that he had found about Lake Louise and how Archangel Michael had. there's a huge connection to Archangel Michael and Lake Louise, and that he has some like, you know, etheric kingdom built inside of Lake Louise. And so it <laughs> just all this really cool stuff. So, you know, we made the trip like very spiritual. And so I like to think that I, you know, really kind of just absorb some of those, um, high, high vibrational, energies and i also brought my favorite crystal to canada my citrine quartz i don't have it that's here. your favorite know. out of all your crystals it's my favorite is crystal your... oh i don't know why exactly it's like a nice like a uh, handheld size i mean it's yeah. yeah it's not tiny it's like about half the size of my palm and Alyssa
0: has a lot of crystals for people like i have like crystals but like I Alyssa will... has a lot of crystals I and like
1: big ones i have a lot of crystals I love them all like my children, <laughs> except this one is my favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a favorite child. Yeah, so my favorite crystal, it's like a beautiful quartz that has like a like citrine color that kind of like bleeds into it a bit. And um, I think it's also near and dear to me because I got it like in the, in the depth of my spiritual awakening and I really tried to mm. use it in the end of grad school. I tried to like really program it for my confidence. I don't know how well it worked, mm. but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah I think but you can do yeah that. so I feel like it's near and dear to my heart for that reason too but anyway it um I I cleansed you brought it to Lake Louise yeah I cleansed it in the water I in Lake Louise and in Lake Moraine and yeah felt like a little bit of a crazy person but I was like ah oh, baptizing my crystal yes it is recharged. yeah I do it all the time yeah I was like it is recharged in the sacred waters so that was nice and and then yeah, I mean, I mainly want to talk also about the ranch and finally going over to Lucia's and meeting Lucia and experiencing the energy. Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. yeah, it's be interesting to hear you speak on that because it's always kind of been from my perspective and my lens and my experience. So yeah,
1: yeah. So we went to. So my sister knows Lucia for many years, and so we kind of had informal, like, we ended up actually having a really nice, like, informal hangout day with her and um, That's and, nice. and yeah. her daughter and her daughter's kids, and we all, we went to, like, some swimming spot. Um, this was the day before, so usually she, once a month she has these observer sessions, so if anyone hasn't listened to some previous episodes, um, there's many episodes about, about this ranch, but she so she does this energy healing facilitated and assisted by horses that she has at the ranch. And once a month she does, uh, these, uh, day, a day long of a day of sessions. And you can also, you can either participate in the session or you can be an observer. And it's very powerful to even just be there because Mm, it's a unit. You're a unit. Everyone that's there is to get is working together. And, um, and so there was one and that this was also a kind of crazy divinely timed. The weekend there was only one weekend that we were going to be there. Um, and this was the after we were in Banff for 2 weeks and it ended up being a weekend that she had the observer the session scheduled for Sunday. Mm-hmm. So Saturday we went and I went to the ranch and it was actually like so cool finally seeing the horses in person. I remember that was like really high. Like when we first drove into the ranch and I finally saw the horses because I've been, I've attended a Zoom, I've attended on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can also do this observer stuff on Zoom and session on Zoom. So I've attended the Zoom, I've seen it, I've you know I've heard you talk about the horses so much and and so I feel like I already know the horses a little bit, but uh, I now I know them now I know them individually better after being there. But it was really cool. I was like I feel like they're like famous horses to me. I'm like oh horses and so like driving in and, and seeing the horses at first and then going over and like petting them or when they would they kind of uh a few of them especially like Lyra, maybe because Lyra knows me from another life which she actually does maybe like uh yeah when they kind of would walk over I got this like really great video that was like uh, so amazing of them like walking over and just petting them and just it was so nice to meet them and everything and yeah so we had a day hanging out with with lucia like informally which was nice and then my that night my sister we were supposed to it's so funny oh yeah the divine timing for my session was so interesting because so me my sister and my brother-in-law were all gonna we're all planned to have sessions either potentially like privately or during the observer day but then we were just gonna see um i think the observer day was was booked but she was going to try to squeeze us in anyway we had to you know for just always especially with lucia you're always just following the flow yep. you're just in the flow there's yep. no plan there's no plans no. you're not in charge of the plans no that's for sure <laughs> you're not in charge of anything you have to very much relinquish all of your control when yep. you're working with lucia or when you're you know, in her, in her vortex, because she goes to the divine flow and she taps into it and she puts her finger on the pulse and she'll tell you what the divine wants at this moment. And you just go, you go with it. So we were all supposed to have sessions like, or we thought that we, maybe all three of us have our sessions on that Saturday privately. Uh, I mean, and when I say privately, I mean, outside of the observer day and, um, with the way that the day just unfolded with us going to this swimming spot. Instead, my sister had a, an amazing private session that night and it was like right at the sunset time. And I was just really happy that she got that experience because since she's you know, she's also pregnant. So then the horses, it just, you know, she really, she had never been to the ranch and she's known Lucia for many years via body talk training and everything. and, and, I'm really glad that she she got that experience. It was like a beautiful like sunset session and I was up above the hill like watching it because I had to help watch the kids. But the horses were like all around her. The horses were all over her. She said that they, you know, they were they were going over to her belly. She's I don't know, she's due in December, so whatever that is. I don't I don't pay attention to the weeks, whatever. So, you know, tiny little bump, hardly anything, but the horse she said the horses were like, Oh, what's in there? <laughs> You know, and yeah, I guess just a few like any other tidbits from Jackie's session was she had told me that um, yeah the horses did something with the baby like they blessed the baby and like gave the baby like a new protector. I don't know if the Aww. protector was supposed to be like a horse. I forget mm-hmm. that detail. I guess maybe not. I don't know, but they gave the baby like a new you know blessed the baby with a, with a protector. And another thing that she told me that was cool in terms of the interaction with the horses was that at the was that at the end one of the horses like nudged her head really hard and Lucia was like, Oh, that was a download, like I just saw the zip file go in. <laughs> so the horse just like droop, put some download in her head. And yeah, so so she had like a really powerful session and I wish that I could have gone down and, and watched more of the details, but mm-hmm. I had to help watch the kids. But it was very magical and yeah and so then with the divine timing like I was I was gonna go after that didn't work out then that was maybe gonna go be squeezed in at the end of the observer day then that didn't work out so I ended up coming back with Michaela a few days later separately for a private session then which I'll talk about but mainly you know the the observer day like just to talk about that a bit like it was so so you know you're sitting around you're sitting around the corral or whatever and there's a there's a table in the center where people lay down and she's in there and the horses are in there roaming around and they pull pull the names from a hat for the order of sessions and what I experienced from being there was that it has to do with the concept of um like group consciousness. Uh, mm-hmm. when So whoever is getting sessions and whoever is there as an observer, it's extremely divinely orchestrated. Everything is for everyone, you know, like every message or there's messages within other people's sessions that are for you. And it's just, you really have to trust the divine orchestration of this event. And what I, and, and you know, you talk all about this in your experiences with the training and how it's all about you know, what Lucia really uh, teaches or embodies too with the, just this ranch existing and everything that happens there is just the interconnectivity of all the consciousness and even the mm-hmm. nature and the animals and everything is connected and it's all serving some unit function. Mm-hmm. And um, there were... And so so what I found with like observing the sessions and how, you know, of course, people that were just observing would get emotional. There's so many really, really emotional things like things with, you know, people's like had lost like two children or something like both to suicide or like just these crazy things that like really, really traumatic things that people are talking about in there. And um what i found is that like we were all meant to you know like we were all releasing for each other like when people would cry uh and it felt very much like i don't even know how to describe it it felt very much like oh no like if or you know you definitely don't suppress the need to cry or like other people would be crying at other people's you know people that are observing would be crying um At someone's session that's happening inside the corral or that person, you know, that person is crying people or when people get in there, when this one person got in there for her session, she started crying uncontrollably and she didn't even have a logic for it. She just was uncontrollably crying just because of the energy and a little bit from the previous session. And then for the other ones where I felt moved to cry, I felt like it was my responsibility as being there being a part of that experience for like I, I felt like it was my responsibility to help release emotion for people that were in there and to you know it, it just it felt so different it felt like it was not separate from me their stories and and like their need to release. And I, I really kind of like leaned into it, you know, just being there. And like I didn't shy away from like letting myself like be really sad or yeah. feel this person's sadness for their losses that they're in the process of healing. And, you know, I. so it was it was really unique in that sense it, that it was it was like it was my duty in a way just by being there and being a part of that physical container, I was like, oh, I'm here to be a part of this group processing of emotions. And I will. And I did. And it was very powerful. And um, another thing that was super interesting that was so funny was, uh, so sometimes on Zoom, if there's a person on, on Zoom that uh has a session they will have a surrogate so lucia will choose a surrogate which is someone that best matches their energy uh something like that right (laughs) and well i
0: think she just asks who's meant to be the
1: surrogate so i don't i wouldn't say
0: that she chooses the surrogate right
1: yeah yeah but i feel like she
0: intuitively feels into who um the surrogate is supposed to be whoever the person is would like the surrogate to be or whoever the spirit would like the surrogate to be in this circumstance
1: Mm -hmm. so i want to talk about my brother-in-law brandon's (laughs) brandon's experience being a surrogate so after lunch my sister leaves with one of the kids and then my niece phoebe stays uh stays back with us and she's two so she's still napping at times and so she is me and brandon are uh, observing and they decided to just keep phoebe there and have phoebe just nap on brandon so phoebe's like napping they're napping and every uh she's napping on on him and he's just watching the sessions and everything and so all of a sudden it's time to pull a surrogate <laughs> and she goes well i don't know how you're gonna do this but brandon you're up and so she was she said you could bring the baby and oh my god brandon's face was like I thought that he was going to say no almost at first because he has, he has a sleep and he's very much like, you know, like when you, yeah, when you're a parent, you're like, you try to, obviously he doesn't want to disturb the sleep or he, you know, yeah. he goes into that initial thought is like, Oh God, like, no, I can't do this. Yeah. And so she's like, and I was like, Oh, what's going to happen? I was like, Oh, is he going to have to, and I was there so that, you know, to help. And I, I was like, Oh, so he can have to pass her off to me. And Lucia was like, yeah, bring her in. And I was like, what? So Brandon goes in with the sleeping baby on him into the horse corral as a Oh, he went surrogate. in the horse corral? Yes, he went in. I have pictures, too. I oh, that's I, showed pretty you. I thought I told you that. Yeah, no. No, he... I didn't think that he was in. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went in with the baby, and she stayed asleep on him basically the entire time. And she had already been sleeping for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so divinely orchestrated she did say sleep on him and then uh just a few other a few interesting things about that like the person with that session actually had an entity on them so it kind of started with one of the horses getting like a little bit like um you know huffy and and stuff like that and so Lucia had to kind of keep moving the horse away from, and and I was a little bit confused, and I, it's confusing to kind of piece together all that's happening in these sessions, because you could hear some of it, and some of it you can't, and I was a little bit confused at first. I was like, oh, Lucia's protecting the baby so that she doesn't wake up or whatever, which she also was, but it was like Akash, the horse Akash was being, um, he was kind of just like constantly like huffing around or, you know, not, not anything crazy dangerous, but it was like he wanted to like go near the baby or something i don't know and she kind of just have to kept pushing him away and then i well and then she will say once- like because we're in there she's like
0: their horses first and then yeah. they're like the, you know the spirits that are in the horses but like if they see an entity they don't sometimes really like understand they just want to get rid of it and she's like they will try to like pull it out with their front hooves or something so like sometimes like that can happen Ooh, so it's like what does that look like if you're laying on the bed and a horse tries to grab an entity with its hoof like i don't really oh, want to be on the other end of that
1: yeah, yeah yeah that's interesting so anyway so that was just a really a really interesting experience and then at the end you know she did this session at the end she asks uh if this she does a session for the surrogate uh briefly and She ended up also doing something for Phoebe, the baby. And this was really crazy because then um, Leah, she does a light language. Yeah. So so then I think I think Lucia must have asked. I don't know. Something something happened where then for for the baby session, um, Lucia felt like Leah needed to do some light language healing. And so Leah came in to the corral and did all of this light language and her light language is like and she moves her hands and everything yeah it's very quick and, and so the baby was still sleeping at this point uh or she was oh no or when she did wake up she was not fussy at all she was actually just laying there calmly which was also just crazy you know it was just very the energies obviously were very divine because normally if she woke up, like she could have just started crying and wanted to get out or something like mm-hmm. disrupted the whole thing. But she woke up and she's looked at everyone. She, you know, she's on a table surrounded by horses and there's people <laughs> staring at her. And she was just cal- calmly like laying there. And so I think she was awake at this point after all the light language, like um, release from Phoebe. Uh, she starts crying and It was just it was actually just kind of crazy because um, because of how much I knew that the crying release was from the light language and healing that was done. And it was just kind of crazy, like seeing um, because, you know, I see her cry all the time she's two years old she cries all the yeah. time she cries but she cries when she drops something and she cries when she you know can't go can't do can't do something and she's never just cried like that in a circumstance like that where you know she was just laying down and and instantly after the light language started crying and then eventually wow. yeah, stopped crazy. and and So it was just real it was just so crazy to see it like that like oh that was a hundred percent a release from yeah from this session and it was like whoa. Same as the other lady that was crying like uncontrollably Mm -hmm. for
0: like no reason right.
1: Yes yeah so yeah so that was like that was just some some really cool highlights from the Observer day and you know really the main the main thing was that i just felt like so much a part of the experience with everyone and it felt so divine and especially the things that were talked about too and and some of the things like about addiction um in the morning like ended up inspiring me to switch my intent for my session a little bit and when i came back and had my session i um ended up kind of what was my intent. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Um so so for my session I I had the intent around I felt like a lot of what had been coming up for me recently was this like um sort of like this paralleled This parallel, like, with me and this version of me from a few years ago that was actually, like, in the peak of my, like, addiction phases and, like, Adderall use. And it was, like, it was this energy of feeling like I almost, I missed the addiction or, like, and I missed that version of me that had access to fleeting happiness which I think makes sense. And mm-hmm. you know, from some perspectives obviously, and it was like this whole thing of I'm trying to go forward and I've already recovered from this to a certain extent and you know, I'm I'm not trying to go back and why am I looking back and why am I feeling like I like I wish I could be that person again and also sort of this the intent was was around Feeling like, yeah, I mean, I was addicted to like a a happy pill in a way it was. Mm -hmm. It did give that effect and feeling like it instilled some sort of program within me that that emphasized this belief that happiness is separate from me because Mm there is some there's some separation between me and feeling like a genuine happiness or a genuine um, joy or optimism and because that's what it did, you know, that's what that's what it was in those times. I mean, in addition to like, you know, covering up a lot of self-doubt and all these things for school. But that's that's what the energy was that was coming up. And yeah, kind of just wanting to um, wanting to merge back with like this wanting to like turn forward instead of looking back to missing this old version of myself in the in the peak of that. And also like, yeah, like body stuff too. Um, Because yeah, like depending on the kind of thing that you're addicted to, you know, you're going to be lower, you know, you're going to be thinner sometimes. And, um, you know, feeling, yeah, feeling like, like why do I, it makes sense. I mean, I, I know why, like obviously you can understand why, but how do I, you know, how do I reconcile that and in terms of, you know, what came through and whatever healing happened, because we start the session by you just sit on the, you just sit with Lucia and you talk about what your intent, what your, inge- what your agenda is or what your intent for the session is. And I do feel like in terms of whatever healing and, and all the things that took place, um, in a way, I feel like I have to trust that. I spoke with her for about like 10 minutes or so about my intent and, um, and yeah, and what I was yeah what i was looking to resolve or whatever and i think there is an aspect uh because the work that she does is so deeply quantum and so energetic and it's it's very not tangible like like one of these sessions like after it it's not like oh yeah thank god we like talked that out or like you know like a lot of times it's very different it's very much like you're doing work on a deep cellular energetic cellular level yeah and you're clearing like things and you're and you're healing things. And so what, after you're done, it's it's not like a regular psychic session for an hour where you're like, oh, great. I got all these answers from my spirit guides. It's like, no, you you I, I what I found is I had to trust that I set that this intent and this is what I wanted to heal. And then whatever came through was divine and, and addressed addressed that, you know, and a lot of these effects you don't feel until later and uh it takes time for these things to sink in because it is so energetic so basically what um a few of the things that had come up in the session that were really interesting um was it ended up being a lot about my brain which actually makes sense because at least like you know regarding the addiction stuff like those like pharmaceuticals and those chemicals like that they cause uh imbalances in your brain that take a long time to equilibrate back to normal and that's part of why it took me a long period of time or whatever period of time it did to kind of because it affects your brain chemistry and so i i do almost feel like that was part of why my session ended up being very like revolved around the brain and so a few interesting things that she did so she, what she was picking up on was that the two hemispheres of my brain were a bit closer, like magnetized closer together than they should be. And I don't know much about the brain science. Like, I don't know, maybe you know more from your respiratory um, background, but I really don't know much about the brain. So all, all that I know is that there's these these two sides. And so she, mm-hmm. you know, she saw that they were a bit closer together. And so she did this this kind of separation or whatever. I don't remember kind of... that part. Oh yeah? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, she that. did this, um yeah, that was like one of the that was like one of the brain things. that so was and there so she...
0: but I was yeah. Also... oh yeah, yeah.
1: Michaela. Michaela was there watching. You were also a little bit um ailed. <laughs> yeah. I was kinda like just floaty a little bit. But yeah.
0: I mean I do think I remember your session, but I don't remember that part, so I don't know. Um
1: Yeah, so she um so she like pulled apart these hemispheres of my brain and then immediately there's usually uh, in in these in this process of hers she will kind of narrate that there will be some release associated and so this is where the horses come in and so the horses throughout the sessions are are helping to release by peeing pooping or like rolling on the ground um yawning Yawning, they oh, yawn yeah, a they lot yawn or and they stomping neigh. their
0: feet or yes, yeah, and... running around Run, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're assisting in the release, and so it was so cool because uh, just just the way that like all of the, the timing and everything is so cool. So she's she's like okay, and I'm um, separating these hemispheres of the brain right now. And and then uh I think it was Nova. Nova started walking and she's like, and Nova's gonna do the and we're gonna have a release for that right now. And then three, two, one, Nova starts peeing. <laughs> like Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and so it's just so cool, like how like seeing it, you know, experiencing it working and all of this stuff. And so she's like, Okay, and there's gonna be a release uh right now. Bam, and yeah. it goes. And I'm like, Holy shit. She was right,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, so
1: so that was cool. She so did some stuff with the brain there another thing that came up with the brain was it was actually a past life that came through, and it was and there was a bullet of sorts lodged into my brain. We still don't understand how I didn't die from a bullet, yeah. but what she said was that there was some bullet lodged in my brain, and of course, I'm referring, from a this past referring life. To, this is from this is from a past life. And so what that means is that there's just the energetic imprint is still in my system because we retain our energetic blueprints, carry over from different lives. I think not every life. I think you only, only things that are maybe, you know, I, I, my, My belief is that only things that are relevant to this lifetime, you know, because many of our lifetimes have been very different. You're not going to carry around the energetic imprints of all of them, but if there are overlapping themes in different lifetimes, I think that's where the energetic blueprints carry over, especially if it's necessary for you to uncover and then clear or something or move through in this lifetime. And... So she was picking up on on this and then, you know, she saw she saw the whole the whole lifetime or the 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 important scene flash before her eyes. And which was
0: like, why did you get shot?
1: Yeah, which was um, I was an inventor. So I was a man and I was an inventor and I had some I had some invention and this other person like stole my invention and I went to go confront him about it. And he shot me. And because, yeah, he was trying to steal it or he did. He was trying to steal it or did steal it or something. Yeah. And I went to confront him and I was shot. And she said, though, that in this and I'm trying to understand, like, if there is any more significance to this piece. She said that I didn't die from the bullet, which. We don't really understand how, or I don't really know exactly how that works. But she said, I died slowly over time from lead poisoning.
0: Yeah. I think it was probably just a fluke, but I also don't really understand how you didn't die from the gunshot to the head. But I guess sometimes that probably does happen. So it was probably just some type of fluke of wherever it hit you in the head. But
1: yeah. So, so she removed that and I also just thought that energy was was really interesting of I of I mean I, I don't know where that would repeat itself here of like stealing the idea I don't know I need to think think on it a little a little more uh to see like if that if that like consciousness I think is relevant to me in this lifetime of of having something and then have someone stealing it or if there's something like unresolved from that but um so she removed you know she removed the the lead and whatever and put this golden nectar into my brain and kind of yeah did some healing there and I got some some upgrades there and there was another part where she saw you know she said that she saw like all these geometrical shapes and didn't you say that you saw that too at the same yeah. time I don't know if it was the part with the brain but there was at some point during the session she said that she saw like all of these shapes like go into me I just <laughs> seen it like that. kind of like all around
0: you I think like in my third eye but uh, that kind of is just happening for me now where I'm just like yeah. <laughs> this is the norm <laughs> yeah I'm just like not yeah. the shapes all the time but if if we're doing a session or something I just
1: yeah I just see stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah so um so that that was cool and then the another thing I mean it it came up for me to get my thyroid checked which I actually just did yesterday I just got the blood work and everything finally like made a doctor's appointment and did that so that was um that was another thing but the last thing that I want to mention was really interesting it was it was kind of random it was like she was uh she was asking me about what my PhD was in or she was like yeah remind me what your PhD is in again and um and I said astrophysics and she then she you know she was being quiet she was kind of just like channeling some things or whatever and she said I almost feel like you have like you put Secret codes or encoded your PhD papers with other meanings that you will, that are for a future version mm-hmm. of you. And I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, she said, Oh, yeah, because she started this saying, like, do you know what a didactic memory is or so, something like that, the, where the concept has to do with reading between the lines, where you read something and there's another meaning, hidden meaning between the lines. Mm-hmm. And She said, Yeah, she said, I feel like, like, and so this was super quantum. This is like future me, future me, like a trick, an aspect of future me being present at the time that I'm writing my thesis papers or my writing my research papers in grad school, encoding a secret message for a future version of me, such that when I go back and read it at a future time, maybe. I will understand it in a different way or I will you know there's some kind of like code in there for me or a secret like meaning and um, it's interesting because I've actually had that thought before and I so it definitely resonated and it definitely just like on another perspective it it makes sense if you think of it from like you know I do think there's more that I'm going to discover in this lifetime Mm. about the spirituality of astrophysics. So, of course, from one perspective, when my when I go back, my thesis was on black holes and how black holes grow. So, from another perspective, in ten years, when I read that again, it will ha- it probably will have an entirely different meaning that I didn't know then, but that I know now. Yeah. And I think that could be applied to a lot of things. Um, but there definitely was kind of this like extra factor of like me me communicating with me very uh interstellar of me and yeah so that was really that was really cool it definitely made me think a lot um so yeah it it was great and I think yeah and that's that's what I mean in terms of like you know whatever came through it it wasn't necessarily like uh it wasn't necessarily like oh this is why you miss your old self and this is how you get back or whatever. This is how you move forward. Um, the one there in terms of like my like my body or addiction stuff. Like there was something that came up that she said that sh- that really kind of struck a chord with me. She said. She said, um, when you were you know, in the addiction stuff, you were hiding behind your books, and now you're hiding behind your body, mm-hmm. and that really was interesting to me and definitely gave me something to think about so you know it was addressed there but in terms of yeah i just i just trust that whatever came through and whatever kind of psychic surgery that she did was speaking to what what i wanted my agenda to be Mm -hmm. for the session and yeah it was really cool it was very like very quantum very just etheric psychic surgery and all this stuff and It was really interesting. So, um, yeah, and it was nice having the horses around me. Nothing major. Oh, yeah, in terms of there was the one release and nothing major in terms of – like any other because sometimes the horses are more involved in sessions than other times sometimes they're doing like really interesting things or like nudging to a certain body part wasn't necessarily anything like that but it was just so it was so cool to finally like be laying down and have them like looking over at me like there was one point where the two of them there was almost like making like a little heart shape (laughs) like two of them were like right over me and I was just like (laughs) I just love them they're just so majestic and and great so Yeah, so that's a bit about my experience at the ranch, and it was it was awesome. It was just definitely can understand like just the the indescribable thing, Mm -hmm. and it was just just really feeling that like group consciousness. Yeah. Um. And oh yeah, one other thing that I just wanted to mention quickly before we wrap, Um, I think I'll talk about the planet stuff next week yeah we don't have time Instead, i mean yeah we don't, have time, don't isn't your thing gonna start soon yeah yeah no, we don't have time i'll talk about planet stuff next week and what did i say so what i say <laughs> yeah i know we talked about them we talked about the meaning of life for the first 20 minutes <laughs> well um yeah yeah no but that was good yeah. that was that was deep um so this is the other thing about just why like in lucia's energy field or just in this whole we're all mirrors for each other yep and that was so powerful about being at this observer day and and this session and and so me and jackie and brandon and the two kids we were all traveling together and we then we showed up to the ranch together and we're all a collective we're all a consciousness unit ourselves the day that we got to the ranch the saturday before the observer session we all had these random injuries that happened like right before Mm. we got there well i had really bad period cramps right before we left my niece Cece, who's four like uh, injured her foot on the trampoline at the Airbnb and then Jackie burned her hand mm-hmm. on, um on the, on like a pot of boiling water or something. Mm-hmm. And this was like within the hour before we left for oh, wow. Lucia's. And so we all had these random in- injuries when we're at the swimming spot, we're talking about it. And Lucia points out that the, that the, it's an inverse. Okay. The, the location, the, uh, my niece hurt her foot on like the ball of her foot. Um, right by the toe under the toe mm-hmm. and the so and then where Jackie burnt her hand was like the ball of the hand and on the opposite side or something like that and so basically they're pointing out that it was like an opposite mirror reflection of their injuries and then it was like this other thing that it was divinely timed that actually like Lucia at the Watering at this at the swimming place, like Lucia almost sort of did a session on my niece for, or like, you know, a little bit of like a tap in healing on my niece for her foot. And it was just this whole thing of like, um, everyone had these different injuries that were all mirroring each other. and, And it was just this whole like collective thing that was so interesting. And it was like, whoa. And so I just really got to experience like the crazy whatever vortex of energy and synchronicities and reflections that happen when you are really kind of tapped in like that mm-hmm. or just in an you know interesting environment so yeah that was one, one thing i wanted to mention it was just like this you know all of this stuff happened like right before we left and the mirrors of each other and it was just pretty cool so yeah yeah i'm happy you're able to come here
0: and have that experience in the physical
1: yeah yeah same and so and i'll definitely be back Mm -hmm. and we're calling in me going to the next training yes in the spring yes 2024 baby yep all right well let's wrap that was a great episode though yeah so thank you very much for being here if you've gotten here we really appreciate you yeah we do really appreciate you If you have questions or a topics suggestion requests, please DM them to us at the Orphic podcast. Wanted to mention that. Um, We probably are going to do some sort of Q&A soon. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking about that. We've been talking about like opening up something for questions because there is another person that listens that I that I know that she said to me that she has like all these questions. Erica. Hey, she's probably listening. (laughs) And so yeah, we want to open a floor for like questions that that arise and all these things, and we might like keep some kind of question box open for a period of time. So keep an eye out for that, and follow us on on Instagram. Yeah, and follow Anything us on our you YouTube
0: to too, and same with our yeah uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please um, comment and leave us a review. It helps us out a lot. As we just begin to grow our little baby podcast and expand yes. it into more and more. So, if you get value from this, we hope that someone else does
1: too. So, yeah, please share it and leave us a review. Yes, definitely. And, um, yeah, follow me on Instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics. And me at Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram. Yep. All right. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.